Hello. Hi, Sally. Hi, Alex. Hi. How, How are you going? Just haven't got any audio for you. I'm sorry. Welcome, everybody. Just while we wait for Alex and Sally to come on, uh, thanks for making the time to join us on today's webinar. We're going to be discussing promotion, marketing, and insights with the team from R Media and R Direct today. We've got half an hour, so if you've got any questions during the webinar, please put them in the Q&A section that you'll see a button for below, and we'll try to answer as many of these as we can further on in the webinar. Um, I'll kick off with a quick introduction just while we're waiting for them to connect. Um, Sally Eagle, um, for those who aren't familiar, is the customer director at R Media, and Alex Smith is the head of client and retailer services at R Direct. So welcome to both of you. Sorry. Is it working? Is there someone in IT? Yeah, just Actually, I've got you now, Sally. Sorry oh. about that. How are you both? Oh, good. Can you hear us? Yeah, I can. Sorry, there's always a technical issue. So, um, could you hear me okay? Yes. Yeah, sorry. We were we were getting a bit concerned then, Ben. <laughs> that's all good. Terrific. Well, we might kick straight into it if that's okay. Um, now, I might start with you, Sally. Um, quite a lot has happened and changed over the last few years, not least of which has been COVID. But can you tell us, a, please, a bit about um, what's been happening with our media in the business over that time? What's changed? What's new? And, um, you know, what's happening with the business moving forward? Thanks, Ben. Um, thanks for having us. I might just take um, this time to share our screen. I'm hoping this works. Does that work? Yep, that's great. Okay, awesome. Great. So, um, yeah, thank you for having us. Just a little bit of an intro. I'm Sally Eagle, the Customer Director here at our Media. Um, I've been with the business for a very long time, over 10 years, and I don't count past that. So um, I've had lots of various roles um, and certainly the customer director is, is um, the most exciting um, at the moment. We um, I manage all of the retail channel, all of the marketing um, channel as well that support um, the companies that we sell via retail. So, um, again, thanks for having me. And I will move on to, if I can, yeah, there we go. Um, so I guess, Ben, this is where, um, you know, where we've been and what we've been doing here at our media. So um, we purchased um, Pacific Magazines, which obviously was our main competitor um, back in 2019-2020, um, which was a really big um, acquisition for the magazine category in Australia um, and one that was done under um, our owners of Bauer. Not long after... Uh, we purchased Pacific Magazines, Mercury, a private equity fund, um, purchased um, us. So now we're owned by um, a very lovely and very fair and reasonable private equity fund called Mercury, which are Sydney-based, um, and their dealings um, with us have been great, and we, and we feel really lucky to be to be working for them. Um, off the back of them purchasing us, we changed our name to R Media. 
Um, and in 2020, in 2021, we had a new CEO commence, Jane Huxley, who is ex-CEO of Spotify. So a really big um, win for us and one um, that we all are really enjoying her leadership. So under Jane's leadership as CEO, we purchased um, Avado, the distribution part of Avado, which we've renamed to R Direct, and that was like last year. So there certainly has been lots, lots happening in um, in the in the space here at um, R Media, and um, all the R group is what we um, like to call it now. No, thanks. For that has certainly been a massive um, amount of change for a short period of time compared to where we've been, and it's it's good to see the the real focus and investment um, in, in the magazine category. I might go to you now, Alex. Um, you've been in the industry a long time now managing the retail aspect of the magazine distribution business at Avato and through the recent change, obviously, to R Direct. Can you give us a bit of an introduction on what's been happening on that side of the business? Yeah, hi, Ben. Um, so I'm Alex. I'm Head of Client and Retail Services at R Direct. I've been there, working there for about 11 years um, under Hogs or David Hogan, who a few of you might know. Um, so, yeah, I suppose, Ben, the big thing, as Sammy sort of just reiterated, was that we became part of the R family last year. Um, so we were part of retail distribution, previously Gordon and Gotch, for those people. Um, and with the ACCC accepted in August last year, the purchase, we came R direct for November. So this has been a major project for the R group, especially on the IT side, moving everything across um over to to r um, and also i think the most positive thing is it secured the distribution future for all stakeholders and the business is committed to working with all our retail retailers to keep the category relevant and easy to manage and we continue as normal uh, we have our head office in fretches forest in sydney and our warehouse which we pack all our magazines for the whole country is in more bank in sydney as well so everything's sort of continuing as it did before uh, one of the other big things, Ben, from last year was um, IPS closed. So that was a small uh, magazine and newspaper distributor. Uh, we picked up about 30 publishers from that. Um, the biggest probably title that we took over was the International Express uh, and Horse Deals came later on as well. I don't think it will surprise anyone that we've actually got major de delivery delays um, with the UK and the US stock. So the magazines that we take from overseas uh, at the ports within London and also in Long Beach in California, we're finding magazines can take up to about a month later than they used to. And yep. probably the biggest impact we've had has been on the US side, where we didn't actually manage to get any stock in January or February this year. So that is a huge sort of impact. And I think probably many news agents are finding that with suppliers that they're actually getting stock from as well. So we are sort of communicating that when we do have delays, but we do understand that that would be having an impact um, on some of the supplies of magazines that consumers want um, coming through. And that sort of leads on to the next point as well about the sort of COVID supply chain impact. So again, we had large amounts of um, people who were going down with COVID, especially at the end of last year um, in the warehouse. We were having to sort of bring extra people in to go and fulfill the packing requirements we had over that time but also the impacts that came from that moved down to our line hall providers, so the people who moved magazines around to each of the states, and then the final freight contractors, where people were having to isolate or they were close contact. So the, the um, supplier was having to try to go and get a driver, you know, quite late. But 
we're finding now as things are sort of calming down and, and the rules are being relaxed, you know, that's improving a lot. And I think one of the big sort of pluses probably from us through that throughout that period was we didn't miss any major on sale. So it wasn't like we didn't get any on sales not happening. Certain areas were impacted, but not, you know, larger problems. The flooding that's really good. Yeah. The flooding um, has been a major challenge over the last two or three months. I think we've all seen a terrible devastation in North New South Wales and Queensland. Um, and of course, we've been working very closely, you know, with all our suppliers um, and contractors in those areas to make sure, firstly, you know, that the people are okay and also to restart supply when we can to those agents, um, you know, when it's safe to do so. So, yeah, that, that logistically has been quite a major part of our sort of last two or three months work to make sure that's worked well. I don't think it will surprise anyone as well on just the rising costs that we're getting throughout the supply chain. I think one of the sort of major impacts, and I know our media, you know, being the largest publisher impacted more than anyone is the paper prices. So I don't know if you're aware, but paper prices are up to like 40% higher than they were last year. Yeah, I've been hearing that that across the newspaper supply chain and, and magazines that that's happening. It's um, very difficult. Yeah, so I mean, of course, that would be having quite a large impact on, on all our publishers who are having to, you know, review their supply levels. Um, also look at, as you can imagine, the cover prices and, and you won't be surprised that some publishers are, you know, having to increase their, you know, RRPs just to go and cover some of those additional costs that they're doing. As well as that, within the publisher side, of course, within our side as well, you know, with fuel prices being, you know, the most expensive they've been for a long time. Um, they've gone down a little bit over the last couple of weeks, but, you know, fuel surcharges are the highest they've been, which, of course, we've been hit with um, throughout our business as well. So it, it's very important for us to try to manage our costs as effectively can, as, as we can with all these additional sort of costs flowing through everybody. Um, just on our sort of contracted delivery changes, we continue to work with the newspaper groups um, and embed as much as we can with them, you know, for the economies of scale that we get from that. So in the last 12 months, Victoria Country and South Australia Metro have moved on to a sort of newspaper style model. Um, and we will continue to look at that in the areas that we don't do at the moment. Nothing, you know, is currently planned, but you know, Queensland is the, is the largest state that we don't do that. Um, so we will probably be looking at at some stage. <clears throat> Something, Ben, that you're very close to, of course, is, you know, the work, the work we're doing um, with all the other sort of key industry stakeholders <clears throat> as an industry group, um, with the first uh, piece of that being the Boost Your Business training program, which is just about to commence, and I've seen all your literature you're sending out to all, all your members on that, and, um, <clears throat> yeah, we look forward to people taking part in that um, when they do, you know, when they do get it, and, of course, there is a magazine um, module within that um, for the news agents to take part in. Yeah, no, it's an exciting development for the whole channel, I think, and I think when people see it, um, but once it's available, they'll be um, really pleased with how, how simple it'll be to apply in their business. So thanks for your support with that. No problem. Um, the other thing I just wanted to mention as well is we're, next month we're actually working with Sally and, and her team um, on um, a news agent channel strategy. Um, so we're going to have a workshop that's going to start off. So that's about how we can work a lot together between the two businesses to support the news agents. Um, so I, I would I would think that you'd probably start seeing some stuff from that at the back end of this year at some stage. But you know that's a positive from our side. 
And I just want just a bit of an update on something else we're working with. It's not related to, to news agents, but the Patreon Convenience Channel. So that's all those stores. We go to just over 2,000 of those. Um, and we're actually going to move those to a weekly delivery from next week. So, you know, like I say, we've had to review our costs. Um, that's one where there's a lot of accounts, um, but they've been reducing their range over the last year or so. Um, so we're just moving to that sort of single delivery, um, which we don't believe because we've got a few other chains on it. It's going to impact sales within that channel, but that's just something else that we're doing, Ben. Okay, well, thanks for that update. That's really, really fascinating and obviously has been a really disruptive period. And I think, um, you know, um, all of our suppliers have done a, an admirable job in, in navigating it because I, I know it's not easy. So I might go back to you, Sally. Um, as the customer director, big part of your focus is on marketing and promotions and driving people into store. Um, I know there's been some really exciting things going on. Can you tell us a bit more about how members can benefit from that? Yeah, sure, Ben. Um, so I'm hoping that most people on the call have heard about our wonderful promotion called Magazine Millionaire. Um, it's basically a consumer pro promotion that we've rolled out through retail to drive consumers to purchase multiple magazines. I guess it encourages an upsell and cross-purchasing across, cross across um, the R Media group of titles. You can see there on your screen, um, you know, some, some pods and some pages in mags promoting it. So it, it is to drive cross-sell and upsell, as I said, but it's also to build data and customer insights. So I, I guess for those of you that don't know, it's um, a consumer purchases 20 titles or 20 R Media titles um, and basically sends in their completed form to an address and, and then goes in the chat, it goes in the draw to win um, a million dollars. Um, so astonishingly, we've had over eight and a half thousand entries since wow. the end of February, which for us is is really successful. I guess we didn't really know how to measure the success of this other than buyer entries, but I mean to purchase 20 titles in, in that such short amount of time is a really good indicator that we are, you know, that we are talking to the right people in the right stores. So that's something that we're really excited about. Um, so just to go over it again, so Magazine Millionaire gives customers a chance to win the million dollars by purchasing the 20 titles. Um, and at the conclusion of the competition in July, I think, or August, um, one entrant will be drawn to play um, for the million dollar prize um, with minor prizes of $20,000 and $5,000. And then in addition to that, there's also daily instant win prizes of $100. So um, basically making sure that, you know, there is a long-term gain, but also something short-term that, that the consumer can get. We are hoping to draw the, um, the promotional winner on the Today Show. Um, so, you know, um, when they when they fill in the form, like they indicate where they bought their titles from. So we hope to integrate the retailer into that as well. So um, I think that would be super exciting for a news agency to be on the Today Show if um, someone from their stores going in the chance to win a million dollars that we can do a live cross with the weather or something so that's something that you know is a big investment for our business and you know we're always looking for feedback so um you know if you've got feedback from you know from you or your um, your customers in store then please get in touch where we're super you know we're super thrilled with how this promotion's going but always looking for feedback you can see there that um we did do some balloon arches in um in some stores with with, with key retailers and, and key um, news agencies that 
we have good relationships in our connections program. So yeah, we're really um, fortunate and you know happy with how the promotion's going. Yeah, we've had great feedback on it so far. So um, yeah, but I'm keen to to get any further feedback from the members that are listening. But um, yeah, we really appreciate the um, the support. Um, I guess also just to say that we've also got a, a TV campaign running on the Channel 7 network, encouraging um, our customers to go to your stores to purchase their magazines to go in the drawer. So, again, that's um, another area of how we're kind of, we're, you know, we're doing our, we think we're doing our best to drive customers to your store. So, again, yeah, as I just said, happy to hear any feedback, Ben. No, thanks for that, Sally. And it's great that it's been received so well by consumers yeah. already. So, um, keen, keen to hear more. Yeah, and then I guess um, while we're on the topic of promotions, I, I wanted to talk about um, our magazine um, lover promotion, which um, we did at the back end of last year. So it was a social media campaign that we did to um, promote consumers to purchase multiple magazines. Um, over a four-month period, we engaged with um, 10 high-profile um, social media influencers if you like across all of our key categories um, we handpicked them for their you know their love of a love of magazines and also their loyal following um, and their engaged audiences um, and we basically got them to do some really cool interesting and different um, posts on their own social channels um, with the hashtag of magazine lover we we wanted to um, connect to customers in a different environment while while also um, you know, getting them to portray to their audiences that they're, you know, magazine obsessed or a magazine lover, if you like. So um, we had some, you know, really, um, really strong results from that. Um, over, you know, 2 million, 2 million social accounts were reached. We had a 5.2% engagement level, you know, which is really, really, really strong. 122,000 likes on the posts. Um, so, you know, across lifestyle, fashion and home, we think that, you know, we, we got out to um, a vast amount of consumers, which we hope will, again, drive um, people to your stores to purchase our titles. I mean, certainly that's the aim. Um, but, again, also looking to feedback. So we're trying to hit everyone from, you know, from reaching them via social, reaching them on TVC, doing some digital advertising, or, you know, all these magazine millionaire promotions. So. You know, from our point of view, we're doing everything we can to keep customers coming back to um, news agencies to purchase. That's terrific. Um, it's exciting to see people engaging with a product like this and um, hopefully it kicks a, a, along a few more people into store. Yes. And so what's next? And, um, have you got some more to tell us about how you're engaging with, um, with news agents um, directly? Yes, sorry. I feel like I should do some jazz hands here. <laughs> um, I guess when I started it um, uh, as the customer director, I was, um, you know, we have a we had a really strong following of, of wonderful news agencies and perhaps sometimes, um, you know, undervalued or, or not, you know, talked about or loved enough. Um, and, you know, we've got a small but really hardworking team that supports our news agencies. Um, and we had, a, we had a platform, a loyalty platform, if you like, for our connections group, which is essentially our top 1,000 agents. Um, but we didn't do anything for the rest of Channel Ben, and I think that presented a really big opportunity for us. So, um, you know, we went to our um, 
board of directors and we asked for an investment and we built a, a purpose-built um, website called our, um, our Media Retail or Our Retail. So it is basically a new website which houses all of the awesome stuff if I can say, about magazines. So it has um, content on merchandising. It has on-sale dates. Um, it has, you know, lots of different bespoke bits and pieces that, you know, we, if we were news agencies, we would like to know. And it doesn't just talk to our top 1,000 agents. It has a sign-up um, for um, people to register so that even if you're not in the Connections program, you can still register with us. You'll get EDMs, um, so that you know you can keep up to date with what's happening with our with with magazines in your stores. Um, there's two options there. You can connect contact us via a widget or you can register with us for our news for our newsletter. So again, this is something that we're developing out. If there's content that you want us to give you via our retail, then please get in touch and we can certainly um, build that out on our website. The website currently talks about um, our brands as well, which I think, um, you know, is super important. If you've got consumers coming into your stores, then, you know, you might like to know what, what they like, like what they like about Better Homes and Gardens, for example, and, you know, you can certainly build out some conversation starters with some, with some content there. That was something I was going to ask you, actually, is, is uh, like, does it include sort of, you know, um, sales tips and, you know, ideas on how to better use point of sale materials, things like that around your brands? Yeah, so we're, we're, do, we're doing this video content, so meet the editors. So you'll have this, you know, this uh, email, there's a video on there from Jane, our lovely CEO. There's um, videos on there from some really passionate editors around why consumers love their titles. There's videos on there around merchandising and, and how to do pause and where to put it and what to put with what. Um, and right. You know, to keep it fresh, Ben, we want to keep adding to it. So, you know, we, we want to add what people, we want people to listen to and to view. So, you know, if you or, you know, any of your members have ideas around what content they like, then, again, yeah, get in touch and we can definitely um, try and build something out around answering those questions. Fantastic. We'll do that. That's great. And then the other bit that I um, wanted to talk to you about was the connections. So obviously our top 1,000 agents are super important to us at our media as our all of our news agencies. And what we've done is we've um, wrapped up our um, points-based connections program and we've relaunched it with a cash rewards. So essentially you can see on um, one side of your screen a dashboard, which is a live um, dashboard Basically, it gives you a goal each month and each quarter and an annual goal and it tracks in real time how your store is going, um, is tracking against those goals and, um, and gives you the chance to win um, cash each month, each quarter, and then everyone who hits their target um, for 2022 goes in the draw to win a car which will be um, driven at, drawn at the end of the year, which, you know, that's you know, in itself super exciting that, you know, someone from our top 1,000 agents will have a brand new car by the end of the year. Um, you know, we, yeah, we really want to support the news agencies. We know it's a slog out there in retail and, you know, we're just doing what we think, you know, we think cash is where it's at and, I mean, I'm an accountant by trade, so cash is king and um, there is. Yeah, <laughs> we, we think by rewarding you with cash, um, you know, that's the best option for us. 
I will encourage you, you know, we have about 85% sign up for our new connections program. If you are a connections agent and you haven't signed up, please get in touch and we can help you um, get signed up for, um, you know, I don't want you to miss, it, miss out on any money that you could be winning because you're not signed up. Terrific. No, and we might put a bit of a reminder in um, our ADM about that as well. So I might get back to you now, Alex. Um, obviously, magazines remain really important to our member businesses. Um, just hoping you could share with us, um, you know, how how has the category been performing? You know, what sections of the category are doing well? What trends are you seeing? Yeah, thanks, man. Um, yeah, so what I'm doing first is just putting a few sort of top-line numbers up for 2021 in terms of... Um, what we actually had. So we've actually got 250 publishers. Um, like I said before, we picked up about 30 from IPS. So like I say, a lot of those are sort of quite small publishers, moments and dads, small magazines. We distributed in total 3,400 products for news agents. So that's a lot of products. Some of those, it's not just magazines, as you know, it's trading cards, it's calendars, it's diaries. You know, there's a lot of other product that we, and that's excluding market hub. So this is just pure paper products that we do. Um, we are going to 2,700 direct news agent accounts. Um, and I think the positive thing from that then over the last year is we've seen a slowdown in the number of closures. So it's actually mm. been the lowest number of close, closures that we've seen in about five or six years. <clears throat> and I think that's really positive where, you know, COVID's been tough for everybody, but with um, news agents being classed as an essential service through that period, seems that there's been a bit of rejuvenation um, and people are, you know, really looking at their business differently and, and seem to be getting some good results um, and sort of changing their business around, which has meant that, you know, other people as well, if they have decided to close, are actually going into the news agent business. So I think that's a really good positive that we've seen in the last 12 months. In terms of copies distributed, I can say it's almost 56 million copies of magazines or other products have been distributed into the news agency channel. Um, with just about 20, 29 uh, million sales and 219 million in revenue. So, like I say, we're still a pretty big category um, for news agents. Um, and I think, you know, that just sort of highlights it there. What I wanted to do as well was just sort of show you the different um, channels that we go to and, and sort of where they fit in terms of sort of share. So, news agents for us, about 38% stores that we visit but the share of revenue is 56%. So you can see how important, and that's why, you know, publishers like our media and other sort of third-party publishers that we do, you know, look to spend as much as they can to support the channel because it is so important to our business. Um, supermarkets are the next biggest. So that's just Coles and Woolworths and Kmart at the moment and a few IGAs. So you can see that, you know, their share is about 40%. Their share of um, uh, stores is about 32, 33 Actually, convenience, I won't spend too much time. So as you can see, that was a large amount of the direct stores that we go to direct, but very small amounts of revenue at 2%. Hardware is just better homes and gardens, and that goes to Bunnings. And that's just one distribution a month, and that's part of the Better Homes and Gardens TV show. Um, if everything goes to Bunnings, I'll probably see it there. And then travel <clears throat> is all the travel stores at airports, um, railway stations, etc. Had a very tough two years during COVID, but have come back strongly over the last month. Thanks for that. Um, just on, I just wanted to sort of give you a bit of an idea about the sort of shape of our sort of business in terms of the sales and the revenue, where they come from. So as you can see, our media are by far the biggest, um, almost 54% market share in sales, um, a bit less 
in revenue. And the reason for that is, as you can imagine, the weekly titles dominate um, really in terms of the volume. Um, but because of the lower cover prices, it's slightly less on the revenue side. The interesting thing there as well, as you can see, is you know, the other Australian market is almost 30%, um, but the actual UK is actually 20% of revenue. So that's actually quite large when you think about the titles we get over there, which is about a thousand titles come over from the UK. And then we've just got the US and, and Parkworks as well. Just on, uh, so this is the revenue share by category. So again, looking at some of the main categories going through there. So women's weeklies, again, are the biggest revenue, almost 29% share. There hasn't been a huge amount of share movement. Uh, women's interest is the second biggest. It's gained a little bit of share on there. There's been a couple of new titles back in the market and also some our media bundles and one shots have done quite well within that sector. Puzzles is one that's lost a bit of share, but it's really a key category for news agents and one that continues to do well. A lot of news agents are reviewing and increasing the space within the puzzle market. It did very, very well during the COVID period. So that's why it's lost a tiny bit of share there. Um, the other sort of categories you can see, which are big on maturing home interest and special interest. Um, but that's sort of where it sits at the moment in terms of the sort of share. And Alex, are those numbers sort of just over the last 12 months? Yeah, so that's January to December. Yeah, so we've just sort of finalised all our numbers, yeah, um, for that. So that's directly, like I say, looking at the shares from 21 versus 20. Terrific. Um, so just to sort of a few trends, Ben, just to sort of finish off, I think, you know, one of the most sort of important sort of comments to make is, you know, there is a lot of magazines that we distribute, but Women's Day, new idea, like I would say, of 19% of the, the sales. And I can't even read that now, but I think it's 20%. Um, is it slightly less than that? About 13% of the revenue. Um, so I think it's really important for news agents to make sure that they range those titles in prominent locations. I know they would do normally, but it really is sort of quite a big fact to see that, you know, just two titles are delivering that much from the total category. One of the other things is the AFL and NRL trading cards. So they um, went out in the market in March and there's been a really good strong start to the season. Um, I know many news agents are always crying out for cards early. The, the cards will continue to get distributed into the market through the season, looking at sales and also we get top-ups of stock from the suppliers. Uh, I mentioned puzzles before. It, it does seem to be one that we've seen in even our EDI um, data that's come through in the last few months is still doing really well. Um, and so I think that's one that people should look into. Bookazines, that's the uh, longer sort of detailed content. We're seeing a lot of that coming through from UK publishers on a specific subject, and that seems to be doing quite well. And one shots and bundles, what we've seen is they do increase the category revenue and, and they are working. And that's the reason why the major publishers are, are looking at those. Premium food, so Gourmet Traveller and Delicious magazine, I think during COVID, people, you know, with the restaurants closed, decided to get a bit more adventurous in their cooking. And we are seeing that those magazines are doing quite well. And I suppose that moves on to the sort of cookbooks, which our media go into. The, the top three titles for the cookbooks last year were, were air fryer ones. So a lot of people, I think, went out and bought air fryers in the last 12 months. And that was something I was going to ask is with um, COVID, with more people being at home, obviously puzzles and things like that, cookbooks and so on grew do you see us hanging on to that um over time 
Yeah, I, I think so. I, I, like I said, I think some of the categories like puzzles, I think, you know, that, that, will, that will stay and it's much more difficult to, to digitalise that content. So I think, and I think something like Wordle is, is brought more people. Yeah, so popular, isn't it? Yeah, so I think that's, even that's brought more younger people into actually then buying, you know, paper-based puzzle titles. So yeah, I good think point. That, really good point. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I hopefully, Ben, you know, like I say, some of the sort of trends that people have been doing over COVID will, will continue. Um, and then just finally, just on Parkworks, <clears throat> so on, some of the news agents um, are getting some really good results out of those. Um, and we've, had, like, I think out of the top sort of 20 titles, about four or five now are Parkwork titles, and we're actually launching four new ones starting from June. So there's going to be some new, like I say, content coming in to the market soon. Well, that's terrific. Thanks for that. There's some fascinating insights there. Um, so, Alex, the other thing I wanted to ask you about is the Market Hub business. It's obviously been going from strength to strength, and I know for a lot of our members it's become a central market for their buying. Um, how's it going? Can you tell us about, you know, what's been doing well and what else is maybe planned? Yeah, thanks, Ben. I can. Um, I've got a few other graphs here, so I'll just sort of slowly sort of talk you through these. I was a bit slow, is Oh, I think it's gone the other way now. Oh, yeah, that's it. Um, so, Ben, this is just the sort of revenue chart. So we did actually um, launch at the end of 2017. So you can sort of see, and again, I haven't put the numbers on here, but you can sort of see 2018 and 2019, we were actually getting, you know, some good growth. As soon as as soon as soon COVID kicked in in sort of March 2020, there's huge acceleration, and you can see sort of how, how much we grew in that almost three times. 2021, again, we got some sort of good growth through the COVID period and we're forecasting some sort of modest growth. So I think we have, we had a massive acceleration in the business over probably, you know, 18 months really um, on that. And like I say, we were just really glad that we were able to support news agents during that period and they were able to get the puzzles and other products, you know, that they needed um, because they were getting a lot more demand for certain um, categories with other stores closed. So... I think that was really good. Just in terms of the number of stores that are ordered, again, you can sort of see the growth that we've had over there. So we're almost up to 2,000 stores now. Um, there's about 2,600 stores that can access if they have a retail element to their stores. So we're sort of, you know, building that all the time um, and, you know, quite pleased, you know, to get to that number. Um, mm. So that's quite positive. This is just on average basket size. So this is one of the measurements we use. And, and again, it's, it's a good measurement, I suppose, to show that news agents are getting more, um, you know, reliant and, and also um, confident in buying from the market hub. So we were around $250 for the first couple of years, and then that's expanded up now to $345. And when you think about two of the USPs that we've got, you know, one of them is, um, you know, a low delivery fee of $3. Yeah, um, and the other one is no minimum order. You know, they don't, news agents control things. They don't need to buy in a baskets, but they're just getting more confident now because they know the product that they're going to buy is going to sell. Um, but of course, you know, news agents don't need to do that. Um, but, you know, we're really pleased that that basket size is, in, is increasing and it also shows that um, news agents are getting more used to using us as a supplier, which is really positive. Um, just on this one, so this is just really giving you how we're grown in products and our supply and actually our suppliers. So we started off with just over 500. And we've expanded, you know, almost to sort of a thousand every year, and we're now just below 4,000 products. 
what we've done as well is over that period is we've been able to reduce the supplies down a bit. So we're now just over 60 because we're actually able to get some, you know, stronger supplies who are able to give us more product uh, and build those relationships over that period. So 4,000 products is sort of where we are at the moment. You know, we will look to go and expand where we can and, you know, like I say, into different areas. Uh, and then just in this sort of category revenue, where we've really specialised, I think, and sort of found a bit of a USP since we've launched is in the toys area. So toys are over 40% of our total revenue since we've launched. We were lucky enough that we managed to get Hasbro and Mattel, you know, two of the biggest toy um, manufacturers companies earlier on, and we just continued to build on, on those ranges. Gifts is the next biggest, as you can say, at 26%. Gifts, such a large category, but... Candles are probably best product that we sell. We sell a lot of candles, and every time we get a new sort of candle supplier on, you know, we get a really good pickup from that. So that's probably one of our, our best things. Uh, general merchandise, again, um, that could be gift bags, batteries, tech, you know, the sort of iPhone chargers are probably one of our top selling products that we sell all the time. Um, and then finally, stationery, just under 10%. We're not specializing much in stationery, we, we know how competitive that space is. But news agents did ask for us to move into that. And, you know, certain uh, seasonal times like back to school are pretty key times for that category, which we, you know, we do support. And then finally, um, so what's coming up? So I think I've talked about the supply chain issues that are continuing. I think every news agent saw their Christmas orders being delayed last year. Um, and we're seeing, you know, still um, orders delayed now. Ships, unfortunately, um, being delayed one, two months. And like I say, we're doing sort of pre-sales for some of our um, seasonal, like um, Christmas, and we're hoping to get um, Christmas in earlier. The cost increases, again, have been felt by all suppliers. So unfortunately, you know, the prices are having to go up a little bit from what we're seeing. One of the things we've moved into is three new gift suppliers. So you can see them, Eastern Ocean, Oceano, and Coast to Coast. And yeah, they're doing really well for us at the moment. And one of the things that we're going having from next month is new tech coming in. So keyboards, mouses, headsets, we're finding some good growth in that area. As you can imagine, people working from home a lot more, you know, looking for tech. Um, and we've got the uh, 2023 diaries and Christmas pre-sale that will start in June. Christmas pre-sale is probably one of the biggest times of the year. And a lot of news agents, you know, like, like to be able to um, make sure that they, they've got guaranteed stock, which comes in sort of late August, September. Father's Day will be on the site from July. We've got more box toys in summer uh, that are going to be on the site from September. We've completed most of our major buying now until the beginning of 23 because we're always working, you know, six to eight months in advance, as you can imagine. Uh, but we're looking to expand more into toys and celebration. Um, and the positive thing after COVID as well is, especially on the toys area, there's new film releases that are ramping up now. So that gives the, the possibility of... Um, us being able to get some branded merchandise for those into stores for some of the big movies. And um, finally, um, we're doing a strategy paper at the moment, which has been prepared uh, for Jane and the board at our media, just on you know what the next two to three years look like. Now we've sort of been going for four years. So yeah, we're really pleased with the market hub and, and, and where it's gone over, you know, like especially the last two years and how we've been able to support um, all news agents as they look to diversify more and you know like I say it really helps our 
distribution platform that we can deliver with the magazines because it helps everyone on in the chain on that. Yeah, no, it's been a really positive development for the, the whole channel and, um, and I know it's been um, valuable for your business as well. So um, that's been really fascinating. I've got, I know we're a little bit over time. I've got one quick question, which is, will you be continuing increasing the news agent magazine giveaways that have occurred in the past? I think that might be a question for you, Sally. Um, I, it, would that be about if we purchase, do you think, Ben, or, or more broadly around the... Um, news Agent Magazine giveaways. Um, so I'm assuming it's a, um, like with regards to, um, you know, two for ones or, or maybe with promotions, but um, that's all the info I've got there, I'm sorry. We are certainly doing um, some gift with purchase promos at um, the back half of the year in, um, in News Agent land. So we have done some successfully and unsuccessfully um, in the last kind of five or two, three to five years, um, but we we are looking at doing more promotions by magazine, get this um, for free or get this for a dollar, um, to try and you know encourage or entice people to buy the magazine or, or buy more than one copy of magazine. So that type of promotion is something that we we are certainly doing. I know we've got at least one planned for the end of the year. So, and, um, you know, at the moment, we're actually in market trying to recruit a retail um, promotions expert to come on board to try and help us choose the right um, promotions for our news agencies. So, um, yeah, that's something that we're certainly investing in. No, thanks for that. Suzanne's actually just, um, thank you, Suzanne, just confirmed it's buy a magazine and receive a free gift. So I think that's, that's what you said. Um, um, somebody just also asked, Dean, um, can news agents that do not have a magazine account with our director, are they able to order Market Hub products? No, not, excuse me, not at the moment. Um, every account that we do um, has to be a magazine account um, because that's just the efficiencies that we get in the economies of scale that we're already going to the store anyway for the magazine. So the uh, Market Hub product is, you know, are going on that ride and that helps us have the... Uh, $3 distribution fee. Um, so yeah, currently, like I say, it has to be an existing magazine account. Uh, thanks for that. That's excellent. Well, I think we might um, finish up there with those questions. Um, look, thanks again. I know we've run a little bit over time, but there was a lot of information to get through and it was really worthwhile. I know I learned a lot um, as we went through and um, I hope that the two of you will join us again to dig a little bit deeper into some of the categories that you're working in. It's quite an exciting time for both businesses, I think, how it's developing. And um, thank you also for your support of our members. Um, the um, Boost Your Business program and so on are going to be really important, so we appreciate the support you've put behind that and, and just helping our members to sell more product and to deliver great customer experiences. So um, really appreciate your time. And to everyone who's joined us today, thank you for your time and please stay safe. Thanks, Thanks so much. Have Cheers. a good afternoon. Thank you. Bye. Bye.